2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined, as always, by Rich Rebar here on Friday afternoon. Um, You know, crazy, crazy crazy-ass week in the NFL. I mean, like, I I don't think we'll ever have another week like this in content again. Luckily, uh, by the time we're doing this, seems like uh, Mr. Hamlin is is not only going to pull through, but he's already talking, breathing on his own. So good results there. We also, I think very helpfully for this podcast, uh, we we got we know what the NFL's doing with these games. Uh, no contest between the Bills and the Bengals. And um I, I I guess so one, the Chiefs gotta beat the Raiders this weekend. That is that is the the OG stipulation to all of this. Uh they're huge favorites. I, I think they should be able to get that done. But so assuming that happens, I mean, it is it's pretty crazy the permutations, right, Rich?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty wild, like, given all the circumstances that happened. I mean, obviously, the timing of this, uh, you know, you know, unfortunate event is just really kind of what gridlocked everything, right? Like, you know, if this happens in week six, you've got bye weeks, you've got able maneuverability. You're just handcuffed right now. And it's crazy, you know, even think about it, too, because it's like a – that's something we'll, like, never forget in, in you know, like, the, the course of NFL history, right? Like, it was one of the most watched games, like, and, and set up to be one of the most watched games basically in like ever, like in league history. I mean, it was the first, it was a game that was played for like number one seeding in the AFC between the Bengals and Bills. Uh, It was the first time ever Josh Allen and and Joe Burrow were ever playing against each other. It was the most wins combined by two teams ever playing on Monday Night Football history. And it was also the final game of like the fantasy football championship. like, Like literally everyone was set up to watch this. And it was, you know, uh, that that event happened. It's, it's, and we all got to see it, uh, you know, ha- like transpired. and everyone was kind of glued to like what was going to happen. It was, it was really crazy. Uh, the circumstances, like all this aligned, right? Like, like everything aligned. Um, and it sounds really good and positive for for Damar Hamlin. We're happy that that's up. It's like wheels up for him. But yeah, they just ran out of time to like kind of maneuver things around, right, at the end of the season. And it's kind of unfortunate the way it's going to shape things up. We'll work our way through it uh the best we can, you know on this show as we try to talk about some of these scenarios but it also the, is a really weird week 18 too like go ahead we could go for it well i was just
2: gonna say the biggest thing is that the bills and the Bengals for sure want to win this weekend which would not have been yes. the case had so the bangles got
1: royally kind of screwed and the I ravens did too the ravens did too yeah more so the Bengals for sure <laughs> they actually got the short end of all this uh because they can't be the one seed in any scenario when it was Achievable. Uh, they now are gonna they get credited for a divisional win, a division win, like they are the AFC North champions, but they don't get any of the rewards for winning the division. They could yep. potentially still play a road game in the playoffs. They now face a harder schedule next you're going into next year and <laughs> get a worse draft pick, but they don't get any of the rewards. They don't get any rewards for it. Uh absolutely wild. Uh that they get the short end of it all. But someone was going to get boned, and you know that obviously there are advantages, you know, the chiefs now can be the number one seed locked in with a win on Saturday. And that's the other thing with this week, 18. I mean, the NFL. Ended up with, you know, they, they backload these schedules, these divisional games, and they really try to have hope for like a pure runout where they've got all these games that like matter. Right. And like these, these and in scenarios, they really didn't end up with a lot of those this year. And they also bit off a little more than they can chew in that scenario by adding these two Saturday games a year ago. And then they were only stuck with like a few games they could put in these prime time slots and they kind of spread themselves out too thin. And now we've got like a bunch of stuff that impacts other games that we're going to get revealed way before some of these games. I mean, the chiefs can lock up the one seed with the win before any of these other teams play. Now there was like other implications. Like you said, the bills, can play for the number two seed that matters. The Bengals are playing for the number two seed that matters. The Bengals also are now playing to get to earn a home game, the following round, if they play the Ravens again, yep. uh, which is absolutely wild. We've got this uh, scenario on, on Sunday where Seattle is going to play before Detroit. So we'll know if even things matter for Detroit. It doesn't mean that they won't play hard, but it does take a little bit away from the players and the consumers, especially knowing that that's taken away, right? Like if anything matters to the Lions in that game. Uh, so the NFL really kind of, ended up with this really weird kind of you know situation in week 18 where they don't have a lot of games that matter for both sides of the game uh and they don't have a lot of these scenarios where it's just clean win and get in and uh it, it kind of backfired a little bit which is pretty fitting to like sum up surmise like the the week 18 of this NFL season because every week it feels like there's just been something off right like we haven't had very many good teams the slates haven't been that great so it kind of does makes sense like this is our final resolution of it just being a clusterfuck
2: just being a clusterfuck right it's like how else
1: how else could the
2: how else could it end you know like how like exactly the end and honestly at this point i'm ready for like the chargers to win the super bowl or something you know just like the most like boring (laughs) awful like like imagine a world in which we don't get some combination of Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow playing each other. One of the three, right? So, so yeah. those three dudes who we all kind of agree are like sort of um, you know, those those three guys are kind of battling for like the crown, right? Well, not in our minds, right? In our minds, Mahomes already has it, but in the minds of like uh the the hot take TV shows, it's like those guys are kind of all. Vying for supremacy, and now my favorite
1: thing was comparing last Sunday night, uh, Kenny Pickett to Patrick Mahomes. I love how we reached new heights on downplaying Patrick Mahomes, what he's good at. Uh, to saying, Well, if, Ke- if Patrick Mahomes made that throw, we'd be going crazy. Like, what are we doing?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's 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 beyond it's beyond parody, but having uh, a playoff run out where where none of those three guys play one of the other two is like the nut low. I can't, yes. I just like that, that which is set up to happen. Well, actually, I guess you could say maybe it's more likely now because the Bengals, as we mentioned, did kind of get fucked via this whole thing. So maybe it's more likely that uh, that these
1: teams meet.
2: Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, are, it's definitely
1: an interesting dynamic, though. Uh, you know, we'll we don't have to really get into the weeds on like what happens in the AFC title game and stuff because we don't really need to think that far ahead. We let things play out first to see what matters, but. Yeah, in particular this week though, we now though should expect the Bills and Bengals to have extra incentive here to push to win. And honestly, both teams probably aren't going to run into a lot of resistance. It just depends what the fallout is, right? Like we know the Bills haven't practiced; they're probably mentally exhausted at this point. Um, but I'm gonna—I got the Bills on my card, anyways. I'm gonna—I'm gonna lean into this. Uh, play for stuff and i'm just i've just got one more week to fade the patriots well maybe one more week to fade the patriots we might oh get my god can you imagine uh, so uh but both I those can't. teams are seven point They're they're touchdown favorites in the games that they're in this week so yeah yeah and all these no. scenarios where teams like where you try to talk yourself into like well like this team needs x to happen they're it's like typically a team that's favored by uh, over a touchdown right <laughs> like the Cowboys can get the one seed, but they need the Eagles to lose. And they're 14-point favorites against the Giants team is absolutely nothing to play for. That's starting um,
2: Tyrod Taylor and and, and right. Gary Brightwell.
1: And the Vikings need the 49ers to lose, and they're 14 point favorites against the Cardinals team that literally is playing this thing out. Like just they're starting David, their fourth quarterback of the year. Uh, there's all these like things that like you can say like they exist and there's a percentage of chance that happens, but like they're very low. They're very low things.
2: Right, which I mean, it, but you put a parlay in there all together. You never know. <laughs>
1: then right? you, you got to bet on the correlation outcomes, right? Like, yeah. like right. There's no way for the Lions to get in unless Seattle loses. So if you're gonna bet the Lions to make the playoffs, you parlay that with the with the Rams covering, right, or the Rams uh, money line. Like you got to parlay those things. You got to put those things together.
2: Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's uh let's get to it, man. Let's uh let's pick some games. Your number five is
1: Hoomst. I uh, So admittedly, I only have like three games that I really like have good, yes. have good on, but sure, it's, the sure, theme, sure. it's the theme of the show. <laughs> so we pick five games. Uh, and my, my number five is the Lions, uh, you know, on the road. I Absolutely know, love this narrative. Love this narrative. But I mean, I think even if, I think they're going to play hard regardless. It does, it is, I do think it takes a little bit away. Just the wind out of your sails, if you know, like it's, it's, Kind of like you can't make the postseason, but I do think that the Lions, we know they're going to play hard. Uh, I, I believe in their offense. Um, I'm really curious to see what the Packers do because the Packers, interesting enough, going the last week were a team that never made defensive adjustments this year. And it was like super frustrating. And then they made a ton of adjustments to stop the Vikings last week. But you can't do what you did against the Vikings, against the Lions, because obviously, you know, you're not going to line up and try to play bully ball with a guy over the top and just, and just, the hell out of Justin Jefferson against these Lions wide receivers because their best wide receiver plays in the slot. They're going to get him free releases. So, I'm curious if it just goes back to the same thing with the Packers. Uh the Lions already already beat them. I do think the Packers probably win this game, but uh I think it should be closer to I have it closer to 3 here. So, I'm just going to take the points here at 5. I'll probably still will bet this one, especially if the Lions are live. Uh, to make the playoffs, but uh, I pushed it you, to five. Do you think this it, line? Do
2: you think this line will move if they end up being live? Like, do you think? Do you think it'll end up coming to like three or three and a half?
1: I mean, yeah, I think it'll probably draw some draw some steam, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think I don't I, think I, it I, gets below the three. Though I think you're you're gonna get you're gonna get to the key line though still.
2: Yeah. Um. All right. My number five is is truly vomit inducing. You you cannot be. Uh, you, you cannot be faint of heart, but it is the Baltimore Ravens plus 10 points against the Cincinnati Bengals because, yes, the Bengals are incentivized, right? But the Ravens also are as well. Um, now the Ravens are horrible, they have no offense, they got app, they just lost oh, to boy. the freaking Steelers. They are, they cannot score in the red zone, they're awful. The defense isn't as good as I mean, the defense is better, but not good but the, the, their wide receiver room is like just dudes, right? I mean, it, it, this is like an XFL wide receiver room. It's horrible. Huntley's horrible. But, I mean, what have we been saying all year long? These these huge spreads, dude. You just got to, like, the, taking the dogs. Ten points for what is effectively a half playoff game just feels a bit rich for me,
1: that's all. Yeah, I can get with that angle just to take to take the points in like this division game. Uh, you're getting, you know, cl- clearly you're getting Harbaugh too, the alligator blood, uh, and one of the alligator blood head coaches. I don't mind it at all. It is bummer. The Ravens, like, it's crazy because it's such a bad offense and they've got such bad players in it. Uh, you know, we talk about it too on our show at Pazuta. It's crazy the narrative that goes around the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Like, people act like they had to build this roster because of Lamar Jackson this way doesn't make any damn sense like but like because they've done that like the only good plays like they've been exposed that the only way this offense works is when Lamar Jackson is out there making like boku crazy ass plays because the offense fucking sucks yeah. like it's it's a terrible system and it's got terrible players and Lamar Jackson has covered up enough of that to like make this a playoff team like the back-to-back years i mean look at their performance the last two years when lamar jackson hasn't played they literally cannot score a point like everything is an absolute struggle to get a damn touchdown um and it's it's, it's been
2: it's it's even worse this year than it was last year like last year they just they sort of like ran into some good results what like just like just total matt like happenstance type shit uh They've been they've been dreadful. Um, I I don't know. It's just like the the thing here is like ten points is a lot. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have had a weird ass week. That you know it's yep. just like I don't know. It's just it's it it just this is the one where it's like it's just not going to be surprising to me when this one ends 21-14 and and the Bengals are never sweating, but they also don't go out and put up thirty five and maybe they will. Right, whatever. It's it's my number five because the Ravens are so terrible. But yeah, I just I thought this was going to be seven. I opened this up and I thought yeah the the they'll be a, a touchdown home favorite and they were not so that's that's where we're at week 18 we're taking we're taking some weird lines man
1: yeah i'm gonna take one too at number four and i'm gonna take the raiders
2: <laughs>
1: uh same story here chiefs win raiders cover uh nine and a half just the chiefs have covered twice in their past seven yeah the games. chiefs
2: the chiefs are the chiefs are back on their their 2020 bullshit of never covering and just tot- the chiefs dude yeah. they just dick around i swear to god they just dick around
1: I mean they have things like that like are kind of like I don't know if necessarily worrisome so like the one thing is is like it doesn't matter like they are all-time bad in special teams and it's like and it's, it never
2: gets any better. It never gets any. It's like every week. It's like, oh, that's a fixable thing. Nope. they field goal kicking
1: extra points. They have a great field goal kicker. It's crazy. Uh, and and these and these kick returns, man. Every fucking week they drop a punt. It doesn't matter who who is in there. They uh, they
2: don't ha- they don't have a great kicker this week. Butker is banged up, and they re signed Matthew. Is he
1: out? Have they Have they rolled him out?
2: I don't. I think he's questionable, but they signed the guy from the practice squad. So that leads. That seems to me the Bucker is not going to play.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is a thing where Chiefs win, Raiders cover, whether they're in the game or not, like the Raiders have enough good, and the same thing happened last week. Like, they have enough good offensive players to where like it could still work, right? Like they have good players to score points. And that's it. I'm just that's I mean, it. the the, that's the, the, chiefs,
2: thesis of the I mean, the chiefs just let all of these teams into these games because they, they just are messing around. They, they probably, uh, this will be good. like how many expected points? do we think the, the chiefs have given up on special teams this year? Like it's gotta be like an unbelievable amount, right?
1: Yeah. I'd have to look it up, but, uh, I know for sure they have to be among the league leaders in terms, they have to be like, uh, in DVOA, they have to be like the worst fucking special teams, right?
2: They, I mean, they absolutely, they absolutely have to be. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no chance that they,
1: that they would not be. I mean, like, miss extra points, miss field goals. Uh, absolutely. Let's see what they are. Uh, Actually, football outsiders has Tampa Bay last. interesting
2: Well, I don't know that's that's bizarre. yeah, I don't know. that, that feels mm-hmm. that feels odd. That feels odd.
1: Yeah, I don't know. but I'm they I, I would I would
2: rank the, I would rank the chiefs last personally, yeah. no no doubt about it. Um,
1: their last okay. chiefs are our last in DVOA and extra points and field goals, and part returns are actually not last, which I assume is a lie i don't know there's special sauce in DVOA, but uh, i'm gonna say my naked eye says that's a lie
2: yeah uh i'm gonna take i'm gonna take an even more mm-hmm. vomit inducing one as my four uh the indianapolis colts minus two and a half points not because i think the colts are better but i i actually think this is a very clear case of like the texans would be so stupid to try and win this game oh it's I mean, gonna like, happen though you think so yeah i mean i, think shit, I don't up, know man. Yeah, I, I guess they, I guess they could, but I mean, They've been playing hard. They have been, they have been playing. Maybe, maybe I'm the donkey, but it just feels like if you, and the the Colts have been so bad. What am I doing here? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm
1: waiting for the Texans to box this though. Oh, I'm so ready. Cause the other, cause the bears are totally saying no way we're winning this game.
2: Yeah. What, uh, what, um, what, what, who gets the number one pick if, if Texas, if the Texans win this game.
1: The bears, the, the bears, if the bears lose and the Texans win, the bears, then get them all pick.
2: Wow. Which feels like they'll probably do something stupid with it. Anyways, like not trade back and just take the defensive guy. Wouldn't that be so funny? Cause there's yeah. so many teams that need a quarterback.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I would expect the Colts to win, but it's just like, man, the Texans have been like, they've been trying to win games. They really like, have.
2: They really yeah. have. They're just like so bad. Like yeah. it's, have you ever,
1: it's crazy. You, it's is like anyone really ever like done and like done a case study on this roster? Like this is the most ludicrous roster in the NFL in
2: in NFL history. Yeah. It it, it makes no like nothing about it makes any sense at all.
1: I think RotoPat Pat had like a tweet on Sunday of just like their box score and like the players like involved in the game. And it's just like it's hilarious that like this is an actual like roster that was put together. It literally is the like the the premise of the movie Major League where it's just like, I thought this guy was dead. (laughs) like You know, like, they just, like, signed dudes that, like, were, like, on the scrap heap, like, all these guys. It's super wild, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, a a backfield of Dare, Ugunbowale, Rex Burkhead, (laughs) and Royce Freeman is something that exists in the year of our Lord 2023.
1: Yeah, I mean, every single aspect of this roster outside of, like, Laramie Tunsil and, like, a few defensive players is just hilarious.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I'm picking against the hilarious roster and taking a an a, a also non-functional NFL team in the Indianapolis Colts. Although I would say Ellinger has put better stuff forward than Nick Foles, so at least Nick Foles isn't starting. True. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's your number three?
1: Uh, my number three is the Browns, and I've actually I bet this money line too. Yeah,
2: I I have. Um, I this was my two. This was my two. Yeah,
1: I mean the Browns are a, a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a better football team. They've had some results that haven't bore that out in terms of the record, but literally any type of like metric you want to look at, they are better than them, except for record. I get it. But if the Browns have a few things go their way, obviously you have the weird Flacco game earlier in the year where you get you give up the long touchdown, they get a onside kick and they lose that game. They have a few missed field goals against the Chargers. But this team is a lot better. They've been playing really good on defense since the bye. They've been excellent. Um uh, and I I kind of I want to short this Steelers team still just because like their run out has been kind of fluky here towards the end of the year. Like they've played just really bad teams. They haven't given up any points because they haven't faced any good offenses. Uh, and, and granted that might tro- hold here true because we don't like, we haven't seen any rhythm with Deshaun Watson in this offense, but I just really believe the Browns are a better football team than the Steelers.
2: I mean, I just, I, I so I'm totally with you. I think they have uh, advantages in a lot of spots other than like run defense but how much does run defense really matter, especially when you're running like when it's Najee Harris that you are um, up against and like, yeah, Pickett totally pulled the fucking rabbit out of his hat like twice this year. Yeah. He's clutch. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, maybe if he was good, they wouldn't be in close (laughs) games with these terrible teams in the fourth quarter. And I, I guess I also am just kind of sitting here waiting for Deshaun Watson to play better on honestly, to be honest, like, this is not good. This is not his contract is Ooh. I mean, is anyone with the Browns like starting to get nervous? They're like, okay, I have what to be. I mean, he's played, is he played six games now and and really has not no, shown four, right? Four games? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I mean, maybe four games of playing like shit is okay. Uh yeah, Watson no, Watson's played in he's played in five games. Um and and he's got a six point two YPA. Um he's not running well. You know, he threw a
1: pass to an offensive lineman last He week.
2: threw a pass to an offensive lineman. I don't know. Maybe he's rusty. I mean, it just feels like to not see live action for like two years. But then you think about it and like, well, Alex Smith did that and came back and was at his baseline. I don't know. I don't know. But it it's troublesome, which is like, I don't think this is like a slam dunk. The main reason it's not a slam dunk is Cleveland doesn't really have anything to play for. And the Steelers have a playoff berth on the line. But it yeah. just feels like the, the Steelers are very similar to the Ravens. They just they try so hard. But it's all just a struggle, and that the the number one thing I'm I'm watching out for in this game is Deontay Johnson, who is on pace to. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna set an unbreakable record. No one else will sniff this dude. 140 nope. targets without a touchdown. This is he is gonna go. It, <laughs> like this dude is gonna go down in history as having the least efficient receiving season of all time. It's 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 real uh, Sehi Erututu, uh type type stuff from Deontay Johnson
1: yeah and he better finish the job too right like he better not, if he
2: scores yeah. i'm gonna be so pissed dude
1: like seal the deal like you don't take us this far and then like luck box into a touchdown the final week of the season yeah. um no, i will say though too like the the narrative of just betting teams that have to play for i think me and you have talked about this in years past what, since we've done this for a couple of years and you know our guy Cleve ta has put out this tweet i think he put it out again this week just how bad teams are in these spots. Like when people just bet the like, well, this team has something to play for and this team doesn't, Uh, they are kind of historically bad at covering.
2: It's because it's because when the guys are in there, they do not care. Like when you are physically playing a football game, you're not like you can't really play football at half speed or you're going to get injured if the dudes are out there on the field they are trying to win like that's really it's just that's just the nature of the game that's how it goes the stuff that ends up swinging it is like coaching decisions of being like okay yeah. like the like the giants being like all right we're not playing saquon we're not playing daniel jones we're not playing any of these dudes like that that will swing it but if the dudes are out there they are trying and it just is what it is yeah uh, okay so we need my number three Man, I can't, I can't believe this, but I'm gonna take the Dolphins minus three points against Joe Flacco. Um really, it's it's the same reason I took the Seattle Seahawks as my number one pick last week. The the Jets yeah. just I, I don't know what are we doing here, man? They just are they're so overvalued every week because they have a good defense. But just if your defense is good, but your offense is is Kenny Pickett-esque, we're just we're not we're not doing anything here. And I don't care if Mike Glennon or Skylar Thompson or whoever is a quarterback for the Dolphins. They have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and that is, uh, is, all due respect to Garrett Wilson, uh, like that is just such a huge advantage, and they're good running the ball. And I know the Dolphins. I, I know they have like some offensive line injuries and stuff too. So I'm not saying like obviously I don't think this is well, the a Jets are down. sitting
1: three starters they announced today.
2: Okay, all right, there we go. So so even playing field. I mean, just my take is uh, every week for like the last six weeks has been. People need to stop betting on the Jets. There's, yeah. there's just no, there's no reason for this, and the market didn't adjust last week. It feels like it has adjusted this week with the with Skylar Thompson slash uh, Mike Glennon team favored at home. But yeah, I mean, just I, I like no, like imagine being a jets player right now being a jets player has to be so horrible because you're like this season's great we're beating expectations we got mike white in here zach wilson didn't kill us and now it's just all derailed right it's all like zach wilson is a little bitch baby crying and mike white is not good anymore because he's hurt and now freaking joe flacco is back from the dead like just has to be awful to be in that building
1: dude, Robert Slaw, he says a—he drops a new quote that's, like, so good. The,
2: the Flacco yeah. one was good.
1: He's dropped so many good ones, man. Uh, and he's just, like, he's, like, the equivalent of tweeting through it, right? Like, he's just tweeting through it.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's got to be having a horrible time. This guy of has course, to be like. Mike
1: McT- both these coaches, like, no, these two guys are just waiting for the offseason. And the yeah. Dolphins are actually still alive. But, like, these two dudes have had, like, a terrible run out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're. It was like six weeks ago. We're like Tua for MVP, Mike McDaniel for Coach of the Year, and now to be now. Be fair, we
1: were never doing that.
2: Yeah, we were not, but people were. It was out there in the ether. Um, yeah, when
1: the when the Dolphins went on a month long run of beating the Bears, the Lions, the Texans, and the Browns, and everyone was <laughs> so excited.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's like. Uh, you know, the, 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 the dolphin season is just going to be remembered for Tua's head injuries. And that's it. That's going to be the memorandum of their season.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. They can still get in if they win and the Patriots lose, which actually is even that like far-fetched of all the scenarios that like exist. <laughs> yeah.
2: What can, what can you do? But I mean, I have um, to
1: imagine Tua doesn't play in the playoffs either. I assume he's just going to be done. Yeah.
2: I assume he's done, but I guess it's the NFL. You never know.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. Um, all right. So we did my number two. What's your number two?
1: Uh, my number two is the Vikings. I actually think there's a better bet to make on this than the line. I think you bet the first half total at FanDuel right now. First half is minus four and a half uh, with the Vikings. Cause I do think that like they could get a lead and then maybe take their foot off the gas here. Listen, the bears are actively trying to lose this game. They're starting, they're starting Nathan Peterman who Nathan Peterman has thrown 141 NFL passes. He's thrown 13 interceptions out of those passes. A 9.2% interception rate. Yeah, He's going to be be throwing the ball to the ghost of Chase Claypool, uh, freshly re-signed Equiminius St. Brown. Uh, I mean, it's just bad. Like the Bears, they understand the assignment. The Bears understand the assignment here.
2: Justin uh, Fields has understood the assignment the whole time. It's like, I'm going to put up some crazy video game stats
1: (laughs) and I'm going to throw a back-breaking interception every game uh they're gonna lose this game i do think first half minus four and a half is the better bet to make here but uh vikings the vikings here i think just cruise because it's a scenario like you talked about it's like the bears are actively trying to lose this game
2: and uh i look if you want if you want a little bit more um narrative street in there no way do the vikings want their last taste of competitive football being uh, absolutely shithouse <laughs> against the green Bay Packers, right? Like that is not, that is not how they want to remember. Um, so I think, I think we should get, I, I think you're right. I, I like that. Uh, I like that idea of the, um, of the first half line. That seems, that seems pretty strong. That seems Cause I think pretty they come out
1: strong. Like the, the, you know, you get a lot of cousins, the Jefferson early, maybe they toy with like, could he feasibly get the record? I think it's too many yards to, to really get. Cause if you're out here and you're up, 21 to 3 against the Bears, and you're trying to run go route to Justin Jefferson and he pulls a hammy on this dumbass field. And yeah, you're gonna you're like, gonna feel so mad. Everyone's gonna clown you, man. Like because the Bears like understand like the rushing record didn't mean shit, right? Like Justin Fields getting this rushing record, like hooray. Like, we're gonna sit this dude. Like, yeah. you know, uh, so I think they might toy with it early and like give Justin Jefferson shots he had 154 when they played earlier in the year. He needs 194 that's a lot of yards for a game that probably you're winning doesn't really move the needle a lot because you need the 49ers to lose. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say that like you probably, that's why I like the first half line a little bit more.
2: Yeah. I'm with that. Um, All right. Well, there, that's it. We're down, we're down to the, we're down to the number ones. What's your, what's your number one is the bills, man. I'm in, I, I, mine's the Seahawks. Mine's the Seahawks.
1: I show the Bills should be – it should be nine, and you're getting seven still. Uh, It's another chance to short the Patriots. The Bills have absolutely flooded the Patriots the last two times they played since that dumbass win game. Uh, They've absolutely roasted them. Uh, Josh Allen – actually, the last three times. I'm sorry, the last three times that they've played. And Josh Allen's in those games thrown 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, They ran all over the Patriots in New England last time he's played. The last time these two teams played, do you know who the leading receiver was for the Patriots? Oh, no,
2: no, no. Don't even have a guess. Devontae Parker?
1: Cornerback Marcus Jones.
2: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The, the Bills, the Bills are gonna spend the next decade dunking on, on the Patriots. I, I'm I'm with you. I got I got no arguments. And here.
1: I don't know how to play. I'm not trying to play what happened in the Monday night into the narrative here because I don't know like how the reaction is. Do they come out motivated? Sure. Do they come out flat? I just think on a without like removing that from the angle, like the Bills are, like I said, it should be nine. I think they're a lot better team. It's at home. And the Bills have incentive, right? Like the Bills have a reason to push this game. Uh, and play this game all out so yeah i mean it, it would have been one thing if like maybe that it was taken away that they couldn't have like a neutral site or something like that but the bills have all the incentive to, to one win this game they're facing an opponent they've absolutely wrecked outside of a game they played in like the sandy andy wins like of that we've never seen before uh and i'm just gonna keep going back to it
2: yeah uh i mean look i got i got no issue with it my my number one like i just yeah the Bills are going to beat up on the Patriots it's just it is it is what it is i just like the bills what a weird spot for them i just don't i just don't even know like it feels feels crazy to me um i got the seahawks because like i we've seen like both sides of the baker mayfield rams thing where they've like gone absolutely nuts tyler higby looks like gronk and then also when when it gets to be serious against a serious nfl team they are unable to do Absolutely anything. And the Seahawks defense is bad, but the offense is good, man. The offense, they, they got, you know, this this Gino magic. Kenneth Walker is like the worst success rate running back in the NFL, but it doesn't matter because once every six rushes, he's gonna do his uh, you know, his Bo Jackson thing. I don't know. It just feels like it feels like this is a home game. They're playing like this is uh they they is it win and in or win and they need one other team to lose to get
1: in. I don't remember. Who for the the Seahawks? For the Seahawks, yeah. Yeah, they need to win, and the Packers need to lose. There we go. So they'll be
2: they'll be big. They'll be big. Uh, and no matter Lions what, fans. if they
1: win, the Lions are out.
2: Okay. All right. Well, interesting. I, I guess you know. I hope. Uh, I hope they send uh, Dan Campbell like a big. Uh, gift basket and and thing like a 44 ounce thing of coffee uh and and do and do right to be fair
1: if the line because i would like the lions to to make it i guess uh but you don't get to make it when you allow 300 rushing yards the carolina panthers if like that was your undoing then so be it like that's on you yep yes
2: (laughs) correct um so yeah it is it is what it is i'm uh yeah i'm riding i'm riding with gino one last one last time so there we go
1: yeah, I don't mind that, and the Seahawks I think could be like a fun playoff team too in the NFC because they can score. Um, so yeah, I mean, the NFC is so bad; it's actually like yeah, crazy. But the playoffs should be kind of—is it—is it, is it going to be? Are they going to be good because it's bad, or are they just gonna be bad? Is it going to be bad because it's bad?
2: uh i mean i i you actually could argue that having no dominant teams in a conference other than the eagles is actually good because at least the game should be exciting and you're not gonna it's not going to be like a foregone conclusion heading in like whoever wins Jags titans uh you know congratulations to make for making the playoffs you're not winning a playoff game
1: you know and the same thing i feel for like the save the uh, the last seed in the afc like whether it's the steelers the dolphins or the patriots like congratulations like cool you did it <laughs> yeah you made it but uh the nfc is kind of wild and and, because like we know like the vikings and giants like they just played a couple weeks ago it was a fun football game right it was a fun football game so like are are we gonna end up with like fun games at least in the nfc because they're just teams that like are eagle like cowboys buccaneers could that be a fun game sure
2: well not for cowboys fans because they're gonna lose (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's just you know that's how it's setting up right is the buccaneers backdoor the playoffs? and uh they end up making the nfc conference championship
1: game anyway probably probably and the cowboys have heartbreak uh man it is it is wild um, it is it is what it is uh um, hey man i got to bet on games last week legally yeah how, how was how was your stuff. how was your legal uh betting experience oh it was amazing man it was just like the worst scenario that could have happened it was like you know getting like like here's some free cocaine right yeah uh, like won a bunch of bets I obviously had a bunch of I think I said in our tech said I had a bunch of Mike Evans player props uh it was the worst scenario man you know I was betting all like first half lines and quarter lines which I couldn't bet through my bookie I could bet lines but like you know, I couldn't bet all the weird stuff yeah uh, so yeah it was the worst thing it was a great run out and it was the worst thing because I'm just going to come back and bet a bunch of stuff and probably give it back
2: they got, they got, uh, they got your your hooks in you forever. So it's a wrap, man. I had it all the apps,
1: all the apps, trying to get as many, you know, free bets, free free bets that I could throw down on shit as possible easy easy game yeah deposit we, matches uh, give me the deposit yeah. matches that that first weekend when you you have the
2: legal sports betting it's like it's insane like that first that first weekend is actually is actually nuts i i my the first time i ever got the apps was uh when i went to new york for a weekend with peter and i was just like so over and you can do like online um casinos and stuff too and, mm-hmm. in new jersey so i'm playing like online like blackjack and shit it was it was too much we have that too too because we have a casino there you go yeah it's unbelievable
1: man i was just there in person too for the first time uh since since all pandemic stuff i was there for the first time and it was good man it was we had a we had a a hot day on the tables they're
2: they're shutting down all the poker tables here at the at the casinos in st louis because they don't make any money compared to the table games so i haven't Uh... been i haven't been in a while like it's like and it, it, you do don't, show up to go play somewhere and it's like a, an hour wait to get on the table.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I mostly mess around. Like I don't take, like, I don't have the the patience to play poker properly there. Like at, in that, in that setting, you know? Um, yeah. So I'd never play like at the actual casino just cause you know, when I play poker, I like to play a little more looser and fun and you're just not going to win money that way. Uh, you've got to, you've got to really, you know, do the uh, the Joey Kanish thing when you go to the, the casino. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's sickening. I'd rather play blackjack and roulette, and if I and just go up and down, right, and just have a good time. And just have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's all about. You got, you got, you got DFS angles this weekend. Um, kind of a a messier week than typically our week 18s. Um, but I think it's fun. I think it's a fun week. It's obviously our one of our last full weeks, but. I like playing bill stacks. You know, I think Josh Allen and Diggs are easy to get in. Running backs kind of a mess this week because the expensive guys like Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Saquon, those guys probably all don't get like a run out. Right. Um, so it's kind of a mess, a mess here where we're going to play some guys maybe that aren't as good like Najee Harris. Uh, well, Kenneth Walker's good. Kenneth Walker's in play. I don't know. What are you, are you jamming in Jonathan Williams? Like just for the touches, uh, i I mean i
2: i I played i played brian robinson last week so i basically (laughs) have to play jonathan williams i think Um, are you excited for sam howell i mean i'm excited to see if he's got anything in the locker right i mean that's the deal and he was the he was actually the youngest one like pickett is already like you know he's already got in
1: the aarp
2: you know he's the youngest quarterback
1: of this class he's got some mobility Uh, he loves to wing it like Sam Howell, you ain't gonna get like he's gonna go out there and push the rock man uh he, he, you know, in college, he had a depth of target of 11 yards downfield. 50% of his throats in college were past the sticks. We love, we like that, man. We really like that. Because that's the Stidham thing from last week. Like, Stidham. Stidham went, went for it, bro. He went full mom spaghetti, dude. The dude had, he averaged 11 yards or pass him. 24% of Stidham's passes were 20 yards or further downfield. Like, the dude is like, I am in the game. I am out here to just push the rock. And, like, I think Sam Howell has that in him, too. Uh, so... I'm going to probably whip up some, some Washington stacks for sure. Because I mean, one Dallas is like, since they've lost all these cornerbacks have been kind of, yeah, they're so,
2: they're so banged up. Yeah. That is, that is kind of an interesting angle
1: and he's got good receivers too. So yeah. Dotson McLaurin, Logan Thomas.
2: I mean, Curtis, like, yeah, he he's, if, if, if Sam Howell is good, if he's got that ability in him, he's entering into like a not terrible situation.
1: Yeah. They get, you know, uh, we wish the game was indoors. Like Stidham had the indoor game last week, but it was like the thing with Stidham, like, it's like, he was like, dude, I, he like probably looked at that and was like, Hey man, I've got Darren Waller. I've got the Adams. Like let's, let's let this shit ride, man. Let's let it ride. Cause you think the last time we saw Stidham, he had like in Keel Harry. they like, yes. <laughs> like what the fuck was he supposed to
2: do? Yeah. I mean, he was just in, he was just in a nut. I mean, he was in, in the same situation that, that Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi find themselves in, which is not a good one. Right. It's, it's, it's definitely, right. it's definitely bad. Um, so yeah, yeah man,
1: uh, it could be fun. Uh, the only thing I I have no grasp on, and it's the typically thing, is I have no idea like what tight ends to play.
2: Oh, Alberto, dude.
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, how how much did you like the quote from the? Um... Oh, I mean
2: i I have never I have never been so triggered reading something on Roto World before. Is like, yeah, I mean, obviously, we probably should have been playing uh, this free. Like, we're a team that can't score any points. We no one's getting open, and and let's play. Eric Tomlinson and Eric Sobert and Andrew yeah. back over. I, oh, I got so triggered actually watching the college football playoff because they flashed the graphic that Alberto still has the record for most career touchdowns by tight end in the SEC and most freshmen receiving touchdowns in the SEC. Fucking guy was playing behind Eric. I'm so mad. It was so triggering to see that. And, and what's actually funny is, I, uh, I, I got a, in, and, in, and, and one of the best ball finals, Alberto's points counted. I used Alberto's points in week 17.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. What if he was the guy you needed? It turns out he was, you got yeah. him in. Uh, I'm actually, I actually won, uh, my division in, uh, uh, the, the draft sharks invitational. It's the second year in a row I won. And I also had Alberto get in the lineup as a tight end premium. And, Amazing. and on that team, I had Russell Wilson too. Uh, so inside the double bubble. Uh Rust Albert O stack getting in the lineup. Uh most hilarious run out that uh, we needed. But yeah, a lot of people were taking it as the like, head coach was that that you know interim co- coach was serious, but he was really just taking a dig on the previous regime.
2: Yes, he <laughs> he was he was literally he was literally just saying, like, uh this guy, this guy stinks ass. Like, like <laughs> what what was Nathaniel Hackett doing? Um, which is is true because uh, Nathaniel Hackett sucks and and should feel bad for everything that he did um all right man well what 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 are the people are you drafting in these playoff best balls or what's your what's your uh your playoff stuff looking like
1: uh yeah I'm gonna throw some bullets in uh over the weekend uh just to get some stuff big shout out to our guy uh you know Pat Crane to holding on to the two mil uh literally literally unbelievable man yeah incredible man and I know that wasn't like the way he wanted to win but listen got two
2: million dollars i'm not yet so, so maybe, you know not the exact run out but uh no one's sending two million dollars back nope. and
1: uh yeah no okay
2: uh, you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see what his drive is going to be like next year you know because the, sh- the ship done been chased i know? can tell
1: you what as someone that worked for NBC, i'm completely the fuck out of there uh, yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: imagine coraine sitting
2: in his brownstone you know, uh, <laughs> writing, writing Gerald Everett blurbs. I, I, I just, uh, it's, it's hard for me to imagine, but you never
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for sure, man, I'm not going to tell anyone what they should do. Cause you know, obviously, you know, you know, Dink won when Dink won the million, when Smith won the million, they're out here still doing what they like to do the work they want to do. I would hope that, you know, I haven't talked to Crane in person, but like, yeah, you're going to keep staying around the industry. Now you have the opportunity to do the luxury to do the work you want to do. And I have to believe that's not doing uh, the manifesto or the matchup column he was uh, at at Roto World.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is that is accurate. Um, you know, we we just were, are we're we're happy to see the good guys win, right? That that's. I mean, really, listen,
1: that's... I I like to I want to root for my friends. Uh, yes. Crane is a friend of mine in this industry. Uh, I'm happy to see my friends win money.
2: Crane was Crane was invited to my wedding. He didn't come. Neither did Peter shame on them i would i would have came
1: if i was invited i'm trying to twist your arm to come to this uh i i'm gonna try i'm gonna try you and i and i was trying to explain this to my wife of like why it was like me trying to twist your arm i was like the first podcast ever went on was with you me and you have literally been talking for a decade and we've never met True.
2: (laughs) i mean that was that was the case for for like me and drew and mike for a long time as we'd (laughs) like uh you know we'd we'd work together and and know well, they came forever. to your wedding correct dink and leone they yeah they've and, and and soccer dave they all they all came
1: could have over is that come? it had to be a conflict
2: he was in mike zakarian's wedding okay. the same day he was he was uh I, he might have even been mike zakarian's
1: best man so it's that's weird why. that there's been a lot of uh wedding overlap right like uh because you got married the same day as someone like winks got married the same day as someone too
2: well it's it's actually it's actually not that crazy when you think about it because like no one got married for like two years
1: and <laughs> that is true
2: I, wedding weddings were just like last summer of weddings was like compressed like super compressed because people didn't want to have covid weddings they wanted to have the, yes. the full real, shebang
1: yeah you want to have a real the real ceremony man it's a it's a Absolute pinnacle life, life achievement, and I know that divorce is high, but the actual <laughs> first, the actual marriage, the first marriage is like a legit shindig, man. It's a fucking celebration. If you go all out, yeah,
2: we'll see. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that. Uh, that is great. That is great advice. I would uh, marriage is tight. I would recommend it to anyone who is, um, yes, on the fence. So there, there's some words of wisdom for you guys it's
1: on the fence. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: let's uh let's get out of here. Let's watch some playoff football. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see you guys back next week.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.